Turn with me this morning to Psalm 43. Psalm 43. It's going to be a, a short psalm, five verses that is typical of David and the other writers in the psalms. This is a cry to God for deliverance from distress, a prayer for the salvation that comes in the way of light and truth, the anticipation of the answered prayer, and a rebuke to his own soul yes. because of his disquiet, despondency, <clears throat> and losing hope in this trial that he will describe. Psalm 43. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Amen. Amen. My goal this morning is to exhort all of us that while enduring hardship and trials, to correct our despair and unhelpful tendencies toward being overwhelmed and depressed by practicing an element of Revelation 2, verses 4 and 5, which teaches us to remember from whence we have fallen, which is the form of fellowship and sweet communion we had with the Lord, and to repent and do the first works which brought about that fellowship and sweet communion in the first place. I'm not talking about the lack of fellowship that you may have because of sin, but the lack of fellowship with the Lord that results from sinful tendencies uh, during trials. Remember that Revelation 2 starts with a commendation to the church of Ephesus for having good works, yes. having labored, patience, bearing up, not fainting, but they had lost their first love. It happens to us as well in the midst of trials. We all experience trials, but when they are extended and without any end in sight, we can and often do become troubled, perplexed, overwhelmed, and cast down spiritually, which, due to our flesh nature, leads us to despair and eventual spiritual depression. In essence, we lose our first love. We get lost in selfish depression and lose our faith and hope. So I'm going to go through this verse by verse, and I want us to be encouraged this morning that uh, in the midst of trials, we can revive our own hearts and souls in the way that David did here, yes. and so we're going to learn that. And it's in a, in a little bit unique way in this psalm, um, that I, in verses 3 and 4 that we're going to get to, that I want to exhort us to think about, remember, and implement to make this house the greatest church that the Lord has, and to make our worship of the God of heaven glorious. Verses 1 and 2. Judge me, O God. The first four words are important. Do not rush past them. Right. Judge me, O God. Yeah. This is a perfect way to begin your prayer to the God who knows your heart. Yes. Ask him to search you, know you, know your heart, try you, know your thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way within you. Confess your sins and your sinfulness for sure, 
and also asked the judge of all the earth to judge you in righteousness. As we move on in these first two verses, we see that the psalmist is in distress because of an ungodly nation and because of wicked men. This is his trial, the ungodly nation and wicked men. It is a long trial because it has gotten to the point that it seems like the Lord has cast him off and allows him to get to the point of mourning because of the oppression. If you will remember back in February when Eric Carnell exhorted us from Psalm 74, he exhorted us not to exaggerate our, our circumstances beyond what is reasonable based upon how God deals with his children. Good. While it may feel like God has cast you away, is this how he deals with his children based upon his word and the experiences of those around you? No. Certainly not. Right. Similar to the Wednesday night study of our three time zones, we can look at God's dealing with his people in Scripture, we can look at the experiences of those around us, and we can lay hold of the promises and God's word of our future. The Lord does not cast down his children and let them go mourning because it pleases him. Verse 3. This is where it starts getting really good. O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. This verse here is the perfect request to an almighty God when you are exhausted from the trial, cast down from the difficulty, and the seemingly endless barrage of setbacks, and have no other words to pray that describe your desire to be freed from the trial. Light and truth. Pray for light and truth. The illumination to a dark path and the absolute certainty and details of the Jehovah God to restore your soul. Why not pray? Why not pray to be led by God's light and truth to let that refresh you instead of a physical solution to the trial? This light and truth from the presence of God in you through his Holy Spirit and the word of God will lead you to this place, the church of God, and sweet communion with your Savior. There's nothing sweeter, nothing more satisfying and pain-ending than worshiping the holy, pure, just, and glorious Savior. And his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our friend. Worshiping him will bring you to the reality of your situation. You are not in control. He is. He has not cast you off. You have cast him off. Run to him this morning like a little child. Reverence and adore him, him who made you, him who knows your weak and exhausted frame, and who will, he, who will honor those who honor him. Yes. Verse 4. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God my God. When you pray for this, light and truth, and he grants your request, you will experience a change of heart like the psalmist here experienced. Of God... God, your exceeding joy, and the pleasure in praise. Not only will you go to God, you will find exceeding joy in God and going to Him. You will sing louder, worship more fervently, and claim Him as God, my God, which is perfectly personal and specifically yours. This is renewing your first love, the love that you once had but lost in the midst of a trial. This is repenting of your sinful tendencies in your trial, and remembering what joy you had before, and doing those first works again. Yes. Verse 5, we all know it well. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, 
For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance in my God. What will your conclusion be after casting your care upon him, asking for light and truth, and him answering your request and granting you the request of your soul? You will talk to your own self. You will talk to your soul. You will chide it for being so cast down and tell it, tell it to trust in God. For you will yet praise him who is the health of your countenance and your God. This is the sweet reality. We may be cast down, but we are not destroyed. Furthermore, we will comfort our weary souls in the worship of God, the pleasure of, of praise, and the edification of the saints that are here in this place. Lift up the hands which hang down in the feeble knees. It's your choice. It's my choice. It's our choice. Run with the example here of David and implement it in your own trial today, right now. Will you overlook my poor presentation of the Word of God? and take it for what joy it can bring you, it's in the Word of God. Trust the Word of God. If you and I renewed our first love, that which was lost because of prolonged trials that had no end in sight, imagine what hope we can bring to the next person in our church that experiences the same, and imagine the grandeur of worship that would be ascending to heaven and our Lord God Jehovah as a result. The Lord be praised. Amen. 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 Amen.